Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Big wheels keep on turning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. There was a goalless draw in the Premier League and Neymar stitched up Richarlison. It's Tuesday, 20th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Jim Campbell. It's a terrific Tuesday here at Ramble HQ, you lucky sausages. My goodness, what a show we have for you. Before we get to that, though, we want to tell you about a brand new episode of At The Match, which is now available over on Football Ramble Presents. Andy, you went to one of the few grounds in London where fans are allowed in. That's right. I'm sipping a lovely green tea now, which I didn't get at Peckham Town, but that was the only downside of what Mm. was a magnificent afternoon that I spent with Luke and young Finn, of course, from production. So um, tune in. You'll get the feeling of fans in the stadium. It's been too long Mm. for so many of us and there will be more at the matches in the near future. Is it fair to say you had a Luke and a Finn? (laughs) As opposed to. Um, So yes, uh, do subscribe uh, to Football Ramble Presents wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, So get involved there. Right, gentlemen, let's start with the game that had the goal from last night. It was Leeds United 0, Wolverhampton Wolves Wanderers 1. Raul Jimenez uh, with a peach. (laughs) Now, is this the Luke Moore, Calvin Phillips lobby? Mm. Or am I missing something? How is that not a Phillips own goal? Yeah, I don't get it either. Uh, It was going on target. 
I think if it doesn't matter how uh, if anyone slow... Else, if anyone else hits that, it's an own goal. Because it's Raul Jimenez, we're thinking, oh, but there's going to be some yeah. mystery curve yeah. at the end. He deliberately put it off his eyelash or something. Right? <laughs> no, but do you not think that but that's the rule, isn't it? If, if it's going on target, it doesn't matter how fast or slow the shot is. Even but it if wasn't. it takes it past the... Even if it's going towards the goalkeeper and takes it away from him. Because I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, no, the no, the, the contact is. seemed deliberate from mm-hmm. Phillips to me. It's not like it was... Well, you, I was like, I, what, him and has hit it off Phillips into the goal. No, no, the, the opposite. I'm saying, like, I, th- I think Phillips was trying to sort of clear it away it's not rather a, than it it's being not, a proper de- true it's not, deflection. It's not a deflection, mm. it's a move towards the ball. Oh, I see what you mean. Mm. Which, I think, is, uh, which is different. So, say if it, say if it was on target mm. and Calvin Phillips had booted it in the top corner, yeah. I think that's what you're getting at, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Is that what you're getting at? And it, yeah, yeah, and it, it seems like maybe not booting it in the top corner, but sort of comparable <laughs> to that. I don't know. I think it, I've got nothing against Calvin Phillips, despite the <laughs> recent Twitter narrative. I think it's great, <laughs> but I also think he scored an own goal last night. I think Same. the I think the narrative is with the dubious goals panel, of which neither of you are members, but it sounds like you're trying to get in there. Mm. Uh, but I won't vote it's for the you. role I was born to play. Indeed, Jim. <laughs> uh, I, I won't vote for you because I don't get a vote. I don't know if you if you do that or not, but. Uh, it, if the shot is going on target, because you can say, oh, well, it was going straight to the keeper. Well, the keeper might have a little fumble, mightn't he? He might, he might fall over something. So, um, uh, so uh, yeah, like a big blade of a grass. <laughs> <laughs> um, his thought process, perhaps, he yeah. might stumble on that. So I, I think that's it, really. I mean, it was very fortunate because he, he sort of jinxed all along the box, didn't he, yeah. Jimenez? And he's thinking, well, pass it. And he thinks, oh, I'm going to plant this in the top corner. Do you think it was because the build-up play was so good? Good. Mm. Everyone apart from myself and Andy has gone. Oh, would you give him that? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it was a shame that the the uh, the goal that was disallowed wasn't. Uh, well, that was a proper goal. That was a proper mm. strike. You know, it but, was. Uh, yeah, but that, it, was, it was correctly ruled out, wasn't it? It's, it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, that's annoying because mm. it was so good. No, de- um, definitely correctly ruled out, and we can all sit on that moral high ground that yes. football now operates. Feels yeah, good, doesn't it? it? Feels yeah. so good. Good to be on the right side of it for once. Um, can we share some love for Wolves' Portugal away kit? Oh my god! Just goodness. lean in. Just lean in. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Yeah. The, the cojones uh-huh. on them. I, I, I'm well, aware that's Spanish. Yeah. We're near enough, Jim. Um, and what is what, what, what would the Portuguese be for cojones? Cojones? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Oh, but they—I mean—they're not a nation of bullfighters, are they? Well, of course, Portuguese people never swear. Yes. Uh. <laughs> Presumably, Jose Mourinho picks up that—you uh, know—gauntlet that they all laid yeah. down. He's inventing new swear words for their dictionary as we go. I'd imagine there, 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 are, there are so many fucks in Portuguese football. <laughs> I don't, I don't There's a there clip. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, Andy. Jules Br- to Andy Brassel. <laughs> he saw the table. I know that it was on Twitter the other week of the swear table. He wants to move up. I do. I, I don't. I don't think there's room for any other words. Oh, apart, go on, go on. Apart, apart, apart. Say something else outrageous, Andy. <laughs> but um, but with uh, but I'd imagine Andy. You know, sometimes when celebrities uh, or, or you know famous people are very nice and very. Um, very well presented, very clean cut, and then and then you meet them, or you hear about people who do meet them, and they kind of f and blind, and they're not quite the same. It's Cristiano Ronaldo. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he likes to f and blind a bit. Oh, he loves to swear. Yeah, he loves to swear, old Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. Mm. apparently, apparently David Beckham's. The yeah, same. well, I, I know that. For, I remember Andy himself telling me that before. So yeah. Beckham, Ronaldo, Breach, they're all like it. <laughs> 
I, th- I think <laughs> Jules is almost in the Sami and Nasri bracket, mm. I, I have to say. Yeah. And that's a compliment, Jules, if yeah. you're listening. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, back to the Portuguese kit. Yeah, I mean, it's Great footballing swearers of our yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it was a good win for Wolves, you know. Well, they had to dig it out, didn't they? They did, as we know that Ellen Road is, is, a, is a difficult place to go. Um, Beals has said that there, there should have been, uh, what is it, differences between... Between uh, Leeds and, and Wolves at halftime, meaning it was quite a nice way of wording it. There should have been uh, goals between the two, of course. Leeds will be a bit disappointed, but I mean they've had a decent start to, to the season, of course. Wolves, though, Andy, a bit like was it was it last season? Certainly, a, a recent season with, with Wolves in the Premier League, they started a little bit slowly. Uh, people often talk about that sort of Europa League, and blah, blah blah blah. But they, but they they sort of grinding through the gears and they're getting to it now, aren't they? Yeah, and um, I thought it was interesting how Nuno was asked in the post match about how is it that Wolves could get it done in the, in, the, in the back half of the game because that's what they did so well for most of last season and it was incredible like when you were getting into February mm-hmm. and they were still winning games in the final 20 minutes now you know of course the point at which they started their Europa League campaign which has been the subject of some would say interminable repetition mm-hmm. um, last season you would have thought you know they're done by November physically but that they're clearly so well physically trained. They're so well looked after. And we're starting to see a little bit of that again after a few little dips in intensity at the start of the season. I mean, this this felt like proper Wolves rather than photostat Wolves, which we had a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. No, I know what you mean. Um, what about uh, Adama Traore, talking to people who are well looked after and well trained? There was chat that, that Barcelona, I know he's played for them previously was sort of sniffing around and then we're going to add him to the endless list yeah. of players that Barcelona would like but can't afford yeah but yeah. I mean, there was also Liverpool mentioned but I mean perhaps a, a little bit fanciful you could see him where he would fit into that system but apparently he was he was keen to stay at Wolves which you can understand yeah. that they've, they've, they've built something and of course in this pandemic time as well it's, it's a bit of a strange one he's going to start at Wolves isn't he mm. and you wonder whether that would be the case at, at Barcelona and Liverpool I mean it almost certainly wouldn't Mm-hmm. And you feel like, you know, with a player at the stage of his career, you, you just want to you want to play as much as possible. I think, you know, if he continues on the trajectory he's on mm. in a season or two, maybe he does go into a team like that as a starter. Mm-hmm. But now I think is probably the right time for him for, to stay at Wolves. For now, he's got into the Spanish team, which is a, a, yeah, a huge, yeah. huge thing for him. And it, it, it took a while to, to to get in that team. And I think now you look at the way that Spain play, mm-hmm. and we still, I think, mentally think of Spain as Xavi, Iniesta, small blokes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's interesting, I think, that they're starting to rely on more direct players. Like Ansu Fati, you know, mm. he's, he's still so young, but they're becoming quite reliant on him already. Then you look at Danny Olmo, who does have that, technical skill but is is a bit more of a late in the box Frank Lampard type midfielder and then you look at Adama on the other side and there's this shift especially under Luis Enrique who's not opposed of course to mm-hmm. quite direct football mm-hmm. at times as we, we saw when he was at Barcelona yeah. if, if you're Adama Traore you think this is my time why would I want to go to a place where I'm not the centre of things mm-hmm. and he's had to work so hard to to get to this point it didn't work for him particularly well at Villa um, although that's 
partly the situation that they were in at the time. Um, then there was Middlesbrough. And you look at Wolves, it took him ages to get going there. Mm. I think if you're smart, you just take a deep breath and think, yeah, I've, I've, I've got it good here for the moment. I agree with Jim. Yeah, we all agree with Jim. Always. Uh, not on everything, though. With everything. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, Andy. <laughs> we'll see you in by court. The, by the way, Kolyosh. Kolyosh. Oh, yeah? Ali uh, McCoyosh. Uh, 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 Ah, there we go. <laughs> but, but yeah, people people don't don't use it nearly as much. It's foolish this and foolish that. Is it a, is is would that be a swear word or is it just a, a descriptor? No, it's rude. Yeah. Right. Okay. Good. All right. Just, sorry. Yeah. Because so, of, of course, do you go up the table for swearing in different languages? Let's hope so. Yeah. I, let's, Twitter. Let us know. <laughs> it's out of our hands, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> Let's move on to West Brom versus Burnley. It is definitely out of our hands, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Is. We know you're not looking. No webcams on today. And it was the first goalless draw in the in 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 the league this season, in the Premier League this season. What a bore fest! You'd mm. have paid fourteen ninety five for the privilege, Jim. Of course. Great news for Vish, though. Great news for Vish. Um, why was that? Because he thinks there's too many goals. Oh yeah, sorry, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, did it, did it, he did this? Yeah, Burnley to the rescue. Yeah. God, I mean. Yeah, you got, you're going to be fuming, aren't you? Uh-huh. You paid. Well, the two goalkeepers played played their parts, didn't they? They did, yeah, uh, as 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 they should. Branislav Ivanovic uh, nearly nearly scored. It's an under the radar signing that Brilliant. one uh, for for West Brom. I, I mean, I, I was aware he was there, but we haven't sort of mentioned him too much uh, since he's gone. Um, he nearly scored as well. He was he was he was right up there. Why I mean, do you think this is a wise move for him, Andy? What is he sort of 36 now, something like that, coming back to the Prem? He's he's been decent from Zenit. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, for Zenit, I, I think there's a big difference, though, in the, you know, coming from a team, I mean, people talk about the difference in leagues, but coming from a team that dominates everything to a team that's at the other end of the table, that's an absolutely enormous adjustment, yeah, isn't it? Mm. Definitely. And I mean, has, <clears throat> has Ivanovic really been in a situation like this before, other than that freak season with Chelsea, where they seem to be flirting with relegation for about two weeks? Well, now we're going uh, Mourinho's third season, second time. Like, as, I mean, as, as we know, none of them actually played in the first half of the season, so yeah, you can't really accuse yeah. them of being involved <laughs> yeah. in that situation. I mean, it's it's a big, big step up, isn't it? But at 36, obviously, he's a, he's a wily character. He's, he's, he's experienced. He's going to know what he's getting himself into. And, you know, we're not going to get the sort of Ivanovic of, of his heyday, mm-hmm. who's arguably... Yeah, one of the best right backs the Premier League's ever seen. Mm. So I think it's I think it's a canny signing for West Brom because the experience he's going to bring, even mm. if he's you know not going to start every game, is is going to be invaluable to those players. He's still got that fantastic rear though, hasn't he? Jim? Powerful butter. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Power, they're like engines, aren't they? <laughs> engines. It's like, did... like you know, like a muscle car when you can see the engine coming through <laughs> it. It's like that. Exactly. It's a muscle arse. Now we have discussed this before, Marcus. The Go fact on. that next to the Hawthorns, and certainly last time I was there. Right next to Hawthorns is one of the finest Caribbean takeaways oh, yeah. I've ever been to. Okay. So I will definitely get an opportunity to work on that. How did he get on in Zenit, uh, Andy? Yeah, well, well. And, did, he not, um, did he not break something? There. Oh, yeah, the Russian Cup. Yeah, he broke yeah. The, like, Is that why he had to leave? But I mean, it was made of glass. Stupid. Oh, well, fair enough it's then. absolutely stupid. Fair, what should it be but, made but, of? But players, metal? Really? Like most cups? Yeah. No. I, think I mean, I quite like, like that. They've used the good china there. That's the equivalent, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? The, the, like the good glasses. You don't you don't just have them out all the time. You it's can't. for occasion when you're going to be careful with them. You don't have them for a party, which is effectively what a trophy you know, um, presentation is, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, of course it's going to break. I've got a problem with Andy's reaction there, though, because it's like, imagine if you smash it and go, well, you shouldn't have made it a glass. You shouldn't drop it. You shouldn't be reckless Accidents with the Accidents happen, Marcus. Accidents happen. Mm-hmm. All right, Andy. 
What about... <laughs> at least he didn't throw it under a bus like Sergio Ramos did. He didn't throw it. He yes, he it. did. Have this. Come on. I've got too many of these. It's fair to say, though, this game wasn't a classic. Of course, we've come to uh, expect a lot of goals, so so, so nil-nil. I mean, was the Connor Cody post-match interview in uh, the Wolves-Leeds United game more entertaining than this match? Yes. Andy. Yeah, OK. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Although, much as amusing as I found it, mm. Connor Cody, of course, he had the sort of exclamation, oh, did he? When yeah. it, was, it was very high-pitched, I think, which 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 made it when mm-hmm. uh, he found out that... that Young Kilman won the won the, won the man of the match, um, but I did laugh about that a little bit too long in the studio. I thought, mm. you know, sort of like when you go to the theatre and you're watching Shakespeare when you're at school, mm-hmm. and like there are just a few people in the auditorium who want to prove that they got this joke from a couple of hundred years ago. So they go, <laughs> when, when Shakespeare's not actually that. I'm sorry, he's not actually that funny. Big words. I was going to say when you just when you say something like that about a man like Billy Shakespeare, mm, about the Bard, exactly. And I'm very appreciative of his time at Walsall. Don't get me wrong; he was brilliant there. Okay. Well, he, he was never in Burnley, as far as I'm aware. Uh, and they should have probably had all three points, Jim. It was their first point of the season, uh, mm. much like Fulham got their first point of the season recently as well. So they're they're down in the mire. We know Burnley can get out of this situation. Yeah. But if you're a Burnley fan, you'd think to yourself, can we not be in this situation? Yeah. Can we? Can this? Can this stop now? Um, <laughs> you do wonder actually if. Burnley are going to be affected a bit more than most teams through the lack of crowds. I mean, mm-hmm. there's one thing sort of making do at the end of a season in in the situation, but looking at you know this this situation where we don't know when that will end or even if it will end this season. Like Burnley are are very their home support is amazing, isn't mm-hmm. it? They really really g them up. They they've bought into the way Burnley play. There's no Steep sort stands. of complaining about you know the, the the style and uh, and 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 the kind of rugged nature of of some of their play when they certainly when they need to play that way. So I wonder if without that they they just lose a little bit. They lose a little bit of oomph. Yeah, I, I see that, and you do think. Turf more good old fashioned ground, don't you? Yeah. But I think the thing is, because Burnley maybe aren't that glamorous, there's not really been a wider media discussion about some of their problems at the moment. The fact that Sean Dyche and the board aren't really getting on, the fact that they haven't really signed anyone. Mm. And and that is a, a problem for a lot of Burnley fans, I think. And it's a problem for Sean Dyche. And, you know, he's almost been stereotyped as, you know, him and Burnley are the same. I th- I think he gets a good job somewhere else if if he's yeah. not there and maybe that is that that point after after this season but I th- I think you you look at where Burnley are and they're kind of in that I guess that Swansea spot mm-hmm. aren't they in that they've had a little tickle of Europe yeah but they're not going back there in in a rush and how do you carry on pulling the club forward in that sort of situation mm. knowing that you're not going to break that top bracket and particularly at the moment you know you're not you're not getting in the top six it's simply not happening well, whatever the miracles are that mm-hmm. the Daesh mm-hmm. has performed so the only way is really a slow slide back to the championship mm-hmm. unless you address the situation and that's why there's some sort of anxiety there at the mm-hmm. moment because it doesn't feel I don't think like there's a positive plan to take them forward how do they you know, you have to look to get onto the next level in the Premier League to even tread water. Mm-hmm. That That is the thing, isn't it? Because it's mm. such a competitive league and you look at, say, what Villa have done mm-hmm. this season, for example, regardless of, of where they end up, they've made positive 
steps forward. And that's a that's a good example. But it's also an example of the fact that, you know, if you don't want to end up getting sort of glued into the, the bottom six like Villa were before, like Sunderland were before, and goodness knows what happens mm-hmm. when, when you actually fall out of the Premier League, then you have to make those positive steps and I think there's a feeling that, that, that Burnley aren't really addressing that at the moment. Mm. They've got to be careful, as you say, because we've seen this with other clubs. I mean, you could even go all the way back to somewhere like Charlton when Alan Kerbis... They, They're a know, great example. They're a great example. Yeah. You know, you, 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 it keeps them in the league. It keeps them sort of ticking over. Previous incarnation of Southampton. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. And if and if Dyche goes, then can they get someone in? Can, can they do a job? But if Dyche stays and then there's fallouts and then, as you say, it begins to kind of just slow down. I think Dyche... He's biding his time. He's waiting for the Atletico Madrid job, Jim. You reckon? It's a, it's a like for like yeah. change. It, it's absolutely like for like, isn't it? I'd love to. I'd love to peer into the alternative universe where that happened. <laughs> this match, of course, was uh, on pay per view, um, and Slavin Bilic uh, had something to say about that. He said, "Football is not polo or golf. Football should not be free, but affordable. It's the sport for the masses, a working class sport, and it should be affordable to everybody." Well. Let's finish the half on that note because we'll talk about Newcastle United fans after the break, gentlemen, who did uh, something quite wonderful. See you in a moment, everybody. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Hi, I'm Jermaine Defoe, and this is the Football Ramble.
You're damn right, it is Jermaine. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Before we talk about Newcastle United fans, let's have some correspondence. the first incarnation of that email jingle when lots of people didn't like it goodness knows what they think about that one hmm. never challenge Pete you've just got to hope he improves yeah it's um, like a hydra isn't he <laughs> that one head off two will grow back let's, let's face it John Bon Jovi wishes he wrote that yeah Indeed. Uh, that was always his dream, wasn't it? To just be a sort of like jingle writer. But it just got out of hand. <laughs> his mates Tommy and Gina's lives were just too interesting. <laughs> he started writing about them and it all took off. They'd be they'd be fuming with that. Well, the, what's his name? Was it Hawkins or the, the Darkness lead singer? He was a, he wrote jingles. Yeah, he wrote the X Factor uh, thing, Did he? didn't he? Yeah. No, really? Yeah. yeah. Talking of things getting out of hand. Yeah. Oh, we enjoyed I, it for six yet, months, three months, whatever it was. Yeah, it didn't make itself on, on onto the uh, Best of the Darkness album. No. <laughs> well, maybe it did. I don't know. Who would know? Oh. <laughs> Who would know? Presumably Andy. Charity dark, shops would a, know. A darkness <laughs> a darkness completionist, uh, if that's a thing. Um, right, gentlemen, let's have the first email from Akshay Mistray, who writes in. Uh, James Rand also mentioned this as well. He said, hi, guys. Speaking about odd player name combinations in a single team, and that email is attempt to try and force through a move for, for, for Tim Ream. Um, I have a quick story about the Charlton backline in the early to mid-2000s. Another mention for Charlton. Charlton's defence consisted of Luke Young, Mark Fish, George Costa and Jonathan Fortune, whose surnames combined to make the line Young Fish Costa Fortune. <laughs> very, very enjoyable, Just that. Just odd. I think um, my favourite of, of this sort of thing is when Portsmouth had... Um, Benjani Mawari Wari and Lamanu Trezor Luwalawar up front, and oh, they also yeah. had Papa Buba Diop in the in in the midfield at the time. Uh-huh. Just the three exceptionally just joyous names, but when you put oh. them all together, it sounds great. And it reminds me of an email we once got about a listener who said that whenever he heard Papa Buba Diop's name, he couldn't help but think of the um, one of the levels from the original Super Mario games, and uh, say it's Papa Buba Diop. <laughs> and uh, that has stuck in my head ever since. Oh, I like it. Brilliant. One way to remember it. Uh, yes, yeah, so we've got another email here from Andrew Whitock. Hello, Ramblers. Uh, I'm writing in to highlight the similarities between Lanzini's recent scream against Spurs and a last-minute winner from Sebastian Larsson against Spurs way back in 2007, which I instantly remembered after Lanzini's strike, despite being only nine at the time. Unlike Richard Dunn's Thunderbolt, footage of this goal is readily available if you Google it. I'm just surprised I haven't seen anyone make the comparison between the way both goals were completely sliced to the point of being a miss kick, as well as both being scored into the same top corner at the same end of the ground deep into injury time. As a Villa fan, sitting through compilations of Birmingham City's best ever goals isn't something I ever thought I'd do, but when uh, no one I spoke to remembered Larson's strike, I felt compelled to find it. Gareth Bale was also playing in this one, by the way, but wasn't on the pitch at the time, having done his ankle, leaving him out for the rest of the season. Uh, so, yeah, thank you very much, Andrew Whitock. Um, <laughs> former Arsenal player Sebastian Larson there. This idea about uh, slicing the ball. And to the to the point of being a miss kick, I think is a touch harsh. Yeah, I think that I think you may be on something there. Is it shades of shades of Wayne Rooney's overhead kick against Manchester City? Oh, just had loads of people going, should it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. The, the thing is, though, <laughs> like, like, like that it? diminishes it in any way. Yeah, but the yeah. thing is that he still stuck his leg up there. It's just yeah. hit a slightly different point. I know what you mean, yeah. but that, I can't. I, I don't think you can call that a miss hit from Lanzini. Well, to be fair, he hasn't. He said it's to the point of, but putting the the. 
the word miskick in that sentence, I think, is a bit piss poor. He should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> Don't email in again. No, do so, but just just, just do it better. Um, we got I'll tell you what, it has made me remember, you know when we were talking about great goals that are maybe not committed to film? Mm-hmm. I was thinking of one in the Emirates Cup by Michel Bastos, the Leon against Celtic. That is a name I've not heard in a while. Where he absolutely, great left foot. Mm. He absolutely leathered it in the top corner. From, you know, a point where you think, I think Celtic thought he's not going to have a shot from here. Mm. You know, it, it never even crossed their mind. In fact, they didn't even think he's not going to have a shot mm. from here because you wouldn't mm-hmm. even think that he was going to shoot. So he, he smashed it in the top corner at the home end from absolutely miles off. And you think, oh my God, I can't believe you just wasted mm. that on essentially a, a friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny though, isn't it? Because that situation is is quite ripe. If you've got the, if you've got the right position to take a sort of sneaky shot no one's expecting, like... A goal, a goal is massive. Mm-hmm. A goal is absolutely massive. So if no one is thinking to defend it, mm-hmm. you've got a big opportunity there. So if you if you hit that sweet spot of no one <laughs> expecting you to do it, it's true. Especially especially if you've got one of one of those left feet. I have to I have to say the thing about Michel Bastos, who's one of still one of my favourite players actually mm-hmm. for for a number of reasons. I, I think we we always think about his great left foot goals. My favourite Michel Bastos moment was when he was introduced when he signed on loan from. Uh, for Roma to the Roma fans and obviously someone just passed him a scarf and he didn't really look at it so the pictures of him being introduced to the Roma fans Mm -hmm. were him in front of the curva holding a scarf that says Lazio a shit (laughs) (laughs) I I thought you were going to say it was maybe um, another team or something like that which would have been particularly (laughs) disastrous at least that's sort of fitting Yeah. Um, but talking of great long range goals in friendlies in North London that perhaps have been forgotten about just YouTube I assume it's there Mark Van Bommel's goal against England for the Netherlands in around 99-2000 I think Mm. or maybe 98 something like that oh beauty. Uh, last email here from uh, Joseph uh, Phelan who says last week FC Cincinnati signed its very first homegrown player the 17 year old goalkeeper's name Beckham Sunderland love that. What a, what a contrast Beck- in footballing <laughs> fortunes <laughs> could go either way how are it's, like, it's like you can imagine Bex himself like seeing this guy's name and going did I play that? I know a lot of us went <laughs> there on loan and maybe played a year or two Post-Man United. Was it, was it me? Did I go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, Beckham was... Um, the, the new Beckham, I suppose. Uh, Beckham Sunderland was born in July 2003, which was the same summer that saw David Beckham sign for Real Madrid, uh, which, uh, which Joseph says, I can only assume played a part in the naming process. Also, the Premier League season that had just ended in that summer saw Sunderland relegated with a measly 19 points, which was at the time the worst ever point return in a Prem campaign so yes Jim it backs up the uh, the obvious point that very differing fo- uh, footballing fortunes yeah. I have to applaud his parents in coming up with such a unique way to commemorate these two huge footballing moments <laughs> I love that though because the, the alternative is oh, they've been so bad we're going to have to change the family name <laughs> oh I love that like love. if you had a child called Ibrahimovic Derby County yeah <laughs> Why? Yes. Why? Oh, I suppose. Yeah. The points tally. 
Yes. Thought you were just having a little dig at poor old Derby County there. Yeah. Why um, would I do that? I don't know, Andy, but you are sometimes fueled with malice and hatred. <laughs> um, are you getting defensive because you know that Fulham are gunning for that record? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> a, po- a point further away from it or towards it? I don't know. Um, right, gentlemen, uh, staying with northeastern football clubs in this country, Newcastle United. Um, the, a lot of their fans boycotted the pay per view scheme and donated to uh, a local West End food bank in uh, in Newcastle, and they raised nineteen thousand pounds, roughly. It's brilliant! If you have magnificent, clubs, yeah. A few other clubs have done similar, haven't they? And yeah, it I, is fantastic. But uh, what a damning, mm. you know, indictment of the situation we're in that this is even happening. Mm. Like, if you, it, it is a great thing, and it should be applauded. But if you take a step back and actually look at the circumstances <laughs> we're in here, it's yeah. like. Yeah, I know oh, it's, it's well done. I think, well done. I think Leeds United fans. I think I think there's been a number of other fans yeah, as City well. City as well, Man City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but it is brilliant though. I and mean, obviously, a lot of people are very unhappy about the the fourteen pounds ninety five we've got to pay extra for some of these games. And I think you have to say as well, Marcus. You know, it's it's not the it's not the richest part of the country as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, pe- yeah. People have been hugely generous here, especially as a lot of them. Well, all of them haven't received money back for the season tickets. Yeah. It's, it's outrageous, isn't it? And also, I think, you know, a, a lot of places like this, they, they take donations after games. Mm. So with the crowds not being there, mm. they're, they're suffering from that as well because they don't have these huge crowds mm. exactly. and they're about yeah. to make donations. So no, it's, it's, it's absolutely it's a, wonderful. It's a brilliant bit of thinking. Although, well executed. to give the other side of, of the argument, that's not the argument about giving to food banks, it's the argument about, is, is Richard Masters, the Prem CEO, said that the, the pricing was defensible. And he said the broadcasters were responsible for setting the price, uh, but BT Sport have said uh, that it was the league's decision. Mm. Does that constitute an argument for the for four this uh, pricing, Andy, or does it just confuse everybody and, and make us dislike them even more? What a big load of old nonsense! <laughs> yeah, it's just it's too much, isn't it? I think <laughs> just piss off. If they'd offered it as a fiver, I don't think we'd be having these conversations. Mm. I think people would still be annoyed, but like. 15 quid it's more than a Netflix but subscription it's, it's, for a single game it's, it's not in line with any other sports pricing no uh, around the world you know you look at um, you know the league passes that you have in NBA or NFL or any, anything like that it's just nowhere near you look at I think what must be a lot uh, very frustrating for fans Premier League fans and you can see it with I guess the, the fact is there are no global secrets anymore are, are there you know everyone knows what stuff costs mm-hmm. in other countries and you know you look at um, the, the, the packages that people have in the United States or Germany or other countries and that, that, that makes it even more ludicrous and that means it's being rubbed in the faces of fans and I just have to say that the, the clubs sort of using the broadcasters as a human shield (laughs) and basically saying, oh, well, you you know, just allowing people to say, oh, Sky and BT, it's absolutely outrageous. Mm. Yeah. Well, when when it's it's the clubs that are doing it to cover their own losses in a a very small way, which we know they can swallow. Mm. It's it's a great shame. It is a great shame, but well done to those Newcastle United fans and and to all the other fans who have done uh, such good works there. Yeah, great work. Um, The Champions League returns this evening, everybody. Uh, Are you going to do the theme tune? uh, uh, not a cappella. 
No? No. Not a cappella. What, yeah. so you're going to get like a full orchestra? Yeah, well, they should be here in a moment. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and if not, then then blame them uh, <laughs> for, for doing that. They'll blame me, of course, and then, you know, we're in a similar situation. Um, but yes, uh, Chelsea playing uh, Sevilla. Goals. Goals in that game, surely. Mm. And Manchester United away to Paris Saint-Germain. Um, it's the it's the normal format for the, for the Champions League. Uh, fans can attend where local laws permit. So France and Germany can have restricted numbers in stadiums, maximum 30% of the capacity of the, the stadiums. No away fans, of course. I mean, we'd like to see a, a few fans in here, but that's that's not going to happen. Um, but let's take Chelsea versus Sevilla, Jim. Uh, you, that does have goals written over it, surely? It, absolutely, it does. Um, and I feel like Timo Werner has been activated yes. now. Yes. Like, do you know what I mean? Like he needed mm. to, he needed to get a get a Premier League brace maybe to sort of because I, I I really think he's going to have a have an amazing season. He's a brilliant player and he's just so sort of he's just so ruthless in front of goal, isn't he? He's got that like I know they're very very different players, but you know how when a chance fell to Andrei Shevchenko, you just think goal. Mm. Yes. Like Werner's got something of that about him. What? Not a Chelsea, though. Not a, no, very much not a Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, no, very much not. Um, but and I, I, I feel like uh, he's now he's he's kind of got a couple of good goals. We're going to see that. Any other top striker? No, I, I, I but. You it's know what like I mean? When, when Obviously... Matthias Kesman, you just thought goal. <laughs> you know? Not at Chelsea, maybe in the Eredivisie. Yeah, no, fair point. Fair point. Um, but I stand by my caveated point, my retrospectively caveated point. Yes. Um, Proper Shevchenko. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. P-P-S. Peak, mm-hmm. peak Shevchenko. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I, I'm just excited about seeing him, which is, you know, pains me to say that about a player in a Chelsea shirt. But I do think. Um, because of how good their forward line is now, and Kai Averts as well seems to have sort of got a bit more settled. I, I figured both of those players would settle quickly. Um, I think you're absolutely right. There's, this screams goals. And I, I wonder about Sevilla because obviously their aim is to get into the Europa League through this. So they're probably looking at losing this game. <laughs> yeah. So it might be it might be a good one for Chelsea. It could be. I mean, Andy, your, your beloved Sevilla know how to uh, unpick defences of, of a certain kind in, in European competitions. Now, they usually come unstuck in the sort of second round or quarterfinal stage of, of the Champions League. Yeah. Um, this season's a little bit different because there's not too many teams. I mean, Bayern and, and, and Liverpool, well, the recent injuries of Liverpool perhaps not. But um, is there not a chance for a side like Sevilla to go further in this competition than perhaps they normally have. Maybe, and I think you look at the the rest of this group, I don't think Ren or Krasnodar will be pushovers because they're first-timers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very ambitious as well. You know, there's been decent money spent on both of those in Krasnodar, notably with the infrastructure. I mean, when the, the, the Spanish players were based there during the 2018 World Cup, and bear in mind that, you know, they're players from... Barcelona, Real Madrid, mm. Atletico, and they all turned up and they were like, holy shit, mm. look at this place. It's incredible. So, you know. All we've got to do is get rid of the manager and we'll have a lovely time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's ambition there. You think of Ren when they got rid of uh, Rafinha to, to Leeds. Mm. They replaced him with an 18 year old, Jeremy Doku, for 26 million euros. <laughs> you know, they're, they're going hard at this. Um, but they are first timers. I think where Sevilla have got the drop in this group is, is, is the experience. Mm. I think that makes a, a massive difference. The game management is excellent. I think you look at them, you know, we've talked about goals, but 
They were really able to grind out results when they weren't playing particularly well in the back end of the Europa League. I mean, they had their hairy moments against Wolves mm. and Manchester United and still managed to to, to, to get through those mm. um, with, without being rolled over. So um, I think they're going to need to dig deep because they're missing their best defender, Jules Koundé, who tested positive for coronavirus when he was away with the French under-21s. And again, if you go back to that Europa League, um, final eight. I thought the interesting thing is Diego Carlos, who a few Premier League clubs were having a look at and Sevilla were demanding a lot of money for. Mm-hmm. He really suffered with direct runners, I think, in that. When you look at the penalties he gave away when he had Lukaku running at him and when he had Adama Traore running at him and when he had Anthony Martial running at him, Werner falls into that category, I, I, I think, which is which is quite interesting. So maybe that's a little opportunity for Chelsea. But I do think you look at the Sevilla squad, and they're able to rest a few at the the weekend. I I, I think they're they're quite a difficult obstacle for Chelsea. I just want to ask Jim. I'm just going back to what he said before when you were talking about Timo Werner's Premier League brace, are we talking about like him scoring a couple of goals or something that he puts in his mouth to sort of get him ready for... Some sort of like, branded. Sort of, yeah. Well, Danny Ceballos does the, 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 the it. Premier League. Yeah, so I don't know. It could be either, couldn't it? It could be yeah. some sort of performance-enhancing um, mouth... Should we really use the expression performance in <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think it's unlikely because, it, you, you know, shouting to your teammates, it might be quite difficult. I know yeah. in, in in the States, in America, in, in some levels of uh, sort of, what would it be, sort of secondary school, high school um, soccer, they, they sometimes would have gum shields yeah. in yeah. there. Uh, and, so, and, and a couple of lads are... Uh, played a few matches with they say it's a bit annoying because you have to take them out to give instructions sometimes because mm. sometimes it'll be a bit tricky uh, but I don't think that's uh, what, what Jim meant about Werner's goals yeah. for Chelsea no. Andy you knob yeah um, <laughs> what, what, going back to your point Andy you, you talk about Sevilla's game management being excellent um, You can the opposite is true of Chelsea isn't it that seems to be Lampard's biggest flaw as a coach at the moment and the thing that he's clearly trying to work on and learn but they do concede so. late goals oh, he was defending night, his so. defence though did you see that recently in the press well someone's got to defend them yeah, well, I was about to say, yeah, yeah. they're not going to do it are they yeah. Exactly. What are you going to do, Frank? Stand in front of the back four and shield them. Um, he, he, yeah, he was a bit like, oh, but if you look at the stats, you know, only Manchester City have conceded more shots than us or something like that in the, in the Premier League. So it depends how you work out anything. I, I hear what you're saying, Frank. Do you mean I, fewer? Uh, fewer, yes. But I hear what you're saying, uh, Frank, but uh, you, you are conceding goals. I mean, you just yeah. factually are. You shipped, what, three against Southampton and... It's, and they're such bad goals as well. I know, and and I I, I do worry for them. Um, but what about uh, but what about Manchester United? They're away to, to Paris Saint Germain. I mean, we mentioned I mentioned Sevilla there. Could they go deep in the tournament? Looking at this Champions League, who is the favourite? I mean, is it still Bayern? They seem to be the side that don't that, that seem to be the sort of least disrupted at the moment. You think about Barcelona at the moment. You think about Real Madrid. You know, both had very sloppy results and losses on the weekend. Yeah, it is Bayern's to Club, lose, isn't it? Uh, you. You would have put Liverpool in there before the unfortunate events of the weekend, I think, as mm. well. Um, you, you probably would say, Brian, because as you've touched on, they just seem to have remained consistent throughout this awful situation. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's a long season, isn't it? And, and, like, retaining a Champions League is a hard, hard thing. Obviously, Madrid did three in a row, but, like... Well, what about, a... what about Paris Saint-Germain playing against Manchester United? I mean, they, they nearly 
you know, won it last year. Yeah, I guess the question is depth, really. I mean, that's what Thomas Tuchel has been talking about because I still think it seems a bit rich them complaining about depth when you look at all the players who didn't play when they beat um, Nîmes on Friday night and mm-hmm. they're still able, A, to play Kylian Mbappe, B, to bring in Rafinha mm-hmm. and C, to, to win 4-0, even if it was a, a little bit flattering. But the fact that they have lost experienced depth in um, Thiago Silva, in Cavani, in Mounier, that's a bit of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, th- I think you look at this and, you know, they've, they've, they've got a, f- a few midfielders out, which I, th- I think gives United an opportunity. There's there's no Verratti. Um, there's no Leandro Perez, who was really good, I thought, in the final eight of the, the, the Champions League. But then again, they're able to bring in Danilo, who they just signed from Porto. We mentioned uh, Rafinha, the younger brother of Thiago, who had a, a pretty good debut, actually, a, a name on, on, on Friday. So they, they do have that. And of course... From the weekend, they're able to bring back to go next to Mbappe, both Di Maria and Neymar, which is, well, not bad. It's all right, isn't it? It's not bad. Neymar's been a bit silly, though, hasn't he, on uh, social media recently? Well, not not really deliberately, though, isn't it? It's just a a bit of an accident. He stitched up Richarlison, Jim. He didn't do it on purpose, though, did he? Yeah, but he still did it, though. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Andy, do you want to talk us through this? You have this this bone. (laughs) <laughs> this was on uh, Neymar's Twitch channel, wasn't it? And it, his his phone went, mm-hmm. and so he held it up to the screen. He goes, oh, "Look, everybody, look who's ringing!" Thereby exposing Richarlison's number to everyone. And yeah. Richarlison t- <laughs> tweeted afterwards, five minutes, and I've had more than ten thousand messages already. <laughs> I love that. Thanks, Neymar. I love the fact that that, that many people seize that opportunity because I wouldn't think of doing that. But then there's a lot of other people, Jim. But I think it's extraordinary, isn't it? If you're Neymar, mm-hmm. you think of the level of fame he's got. Oh, look, he's ringing me up. It's yeah. Richarlison. But then I, I mean, s- if it was the other way around, I could kind of understand it. Yeah. Yeah, but is he not happy? No, it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice. I, I, I think there's, there's relatively few mm-hmm. or relatively little airtime given to the Neymar is nice theory. So maybe we should do that. Yeah. After you guys. Mm. <laughs> I think we should end there, Andy. Um, well, of course, um, this Thursday, Football Ramble presents will have on the continent. So there'll be more European chat. If you liked what you heard, Andy talking about Sevilla there and so on, then, then do get yourself over to Football Ramble presents for more of that kind of stuff on on the continent. Uh, should be a belter. That is the end of today's show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening. On tomorrow's show, I shall be back with Vish and Pete to talk about some of that sweet Champions League action which is happening this evening. Uh, until then, say goodbye, Jim Campbell. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Andy Brass. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.